Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means that I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 234. First of all, I want to say thank you for a couple week break. Uh, it's been a pretty pretty rough couple weeks in my life. Personally, my dad's been in the hospital for almost uh, two and a half weeks. Just got released a few days ago, so thankful for that. And so that's prevented me from doing much work on the website as well as any of these podcasts. And so that's been the reason for my delay. So I appreciate your patience with that. As if I have a lot of listeners anyway, but those of you who are faithful and my friends and those that are part of my leagues, uh, that's why the pause on reporting of some of the drafts that we've taken. Um, I'm going to take one last draft, one last uh, round of one of my rookie drafts to comment on it. And this time take a little bit of a different twist rather than uh, comment on the actual draft and the players that were drafted when they were. This was one of the craziest drafts where I had uh, the most trades and some of the craziest trades that I've seen in all the drafts I've been a part of. So it's the craziest draft that I was a part of as far as trades. I still have one more going on right now. I've got one more, my Freak League one that we always do, Labor Day weekend, so that one's way, way uh, in the future to come. But done with all my rookie drafts here, so this will be my last like draft day report. But rather than kind of telling you you know exactly which players were picked where, I'm actually just going to talk about some trades that were made. Give me a chance to talk about some kind of uh, you know player value as we do so. And so I hope that you find this one entertaining and will be the last before we move on to a different kind of season now that rookie drafts are finally complete. So I said this uh, was a rookie draft in my keeper. Uh, we call it the Keeper Dynasty League. It was far and away the craziest draft that I was in. There were 10 trades that took place during the draft with a lot of top-tier players and valuable for uh, future draft picks involved. Uh, several players were even traded twice during the rookie draft. And so maybe for a super fun week. I'll have to admit that, honestly, I was on vacation in Half Moon Bay, California, seeing some family and enjoying California during the draft. And so I couldn't follow the slow draft as carefully as I would have liked. But I managed to you know, get in on a couple of these trades, as, and including myself, you know, during a, a few of these trades. That was fun. This is what's fun about this league. Uh, two seasons ago that we voted that we were going to transition uh, this 10-team league. So it's a 10-team league. But we, we voted that we we're going to transition it to a Superflex league. And so this is going to be the first year. 2023 is the first year of our Superflex league, which, of course, makes quarterbacks a pretty massive part of the trades. And they were a pretty big part of the early draft picks as well. So it was pretty fun uh, to see You know, when you transition. It's the first time I've been a part of a league that transitioned to uh, Superflex. And so when they did, things shaped, shaked up quite a bit, and there were a lot more trades. It was pretty fun. So like I said, rather than like grading the draft overall, yeah, like I've done in recent weeks, uh, minus the weeks that I've missed with my dad uh, being in the hospital, thanks again for that time off, um, I've decided this time just to grade the trades in this draft uh, since there were so many. And so it'd be pretty fun just to talk about these trades and player values. So here we go. It's pretty fun uh, trades that were made. Here we go. Number one. Patrick Mahomes was traded in this this uh, rookie this uh, right before the rookie draft started. So again, we're transitioning to Superflex, and here's what happened: Patrick Mahomes, Zach Ertz, and a 2024 second round pick. So basically, Mahomes and his second round pick 
were traded for Russell Wilson, Drake London, Trey McBride, and two 2023 first-round picks, which now that the draft is over, I can tell you what these players were. That resulted in Dalton Kincaid and Jordan Addison. So pretty crazy. Mahomes, Ertz, and a second-round pick were traded for Wilson, London, McBride, and Kincaid, and Jordan Addison. Insane. Like a huge trade. So this was the first trade that was struck in this league. It was enormous. Included arguably the highest you know ranked player in a Superflex league with uh, Patrick Mahomes. One manager paid a super hefty price for Mahomes by giving up Wilson, London, McBride, and two first-round picks for Mahomes. The first-round picks uh, turned into Kincaid and Addison, like I mentioned. You know, it was a two-for-five player trade that really shook up the draft before it even started. So the manager who was willing to give up with Mahomes uh, had, uh, that was willing to give up Mahomes, uh, had, you know, for the Hall of Players, had Jalen Hurts as the other starting quarterback. So he could have gone into the season with Hurts and Mahomes as as his starting quarterbacks in the Superflex League, but was willing to part with him, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Would have been a pretty nasty (laughs) pair of starters to start with. Still, uh, he's pretty weak at every other position, so he was willing to give up the you know star player in Mahomes for a five for two player deal. I would have been willing to part with Mahomes in a ten team superflex league to get to get all this Hall of Players Wilson, London, Addison, Kincaid, but I would have liked it more if uh, he was able to draft a quarterback in the first round. But he wasn't. Uh, Richardson, Stroud, and Young went three, four, and five in this rookie draft. And so he's stuck now with Wilson, Desmond Ritter, and Hertz as his quarterbacks. But still, pretty pretty big haul for that trade for sure. Uh, alongside Hertz, you know, he's really going to need Wilson to rebound this year, Ritter to develop if he's going to have him alongside Hertz, and he really needs Wilson uh, to rebound. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. This is kind of a moot trade because what's going to happen next is Mahomes was traded again for another another player. So all that to say, like I think Mahomes is a uh, you know one of the best valuable players in a in a superflex league for sure but in a 10 team league a little less valuable when you don't need as many quarterbacks when quarterbacks aren't as des- desperate so on the paper i much prefer the london mcbride and the what turned into kincaid and addison just the hall of players that he got for Mahomes. but like i said then things changed around and, and Mahomes was traded again so the second trade that took place was Mahomes was then traded for trevor lawrence Jalen Waddle in a 2023 first round pick, which turned into Bryce Young. So we got another quarterback coming back from Holmes. Lawrence and Young and Waddle from Holmes. And I'll have to say from this standpoint, I much prefer the package side of this deal to get two quarterbacks, uh, Lawrence and Young, <laughs> Young quarterbacks, and Jalen Waddle at that. Um, I would have probably just done Lawrence and Young straight up from Holmes. Instead, they got Waddle added to this. A pretty big trade. Uh, Holmes, you know, was traded right away. Don't get me wrong. Mahomes is the best player in this deal. But to walk away with two young quarterbacks, uh, one picked, you know, both were the number one picked quarterbacks in the in the league that year with uh, Lawrence and Bryce Young. The, you know, dynasty value or the dynasty dip in their value is not going to change much when you're drafted 101 like both of them were. So they got two 101s in the NFL draft, meaning Lawrence and Young. And then to add Jalen Waddle to that, uh, pretty incredible. Uh, Lawrence and Dak Prescott were the, the, the super flex starters in this league for that that team, while Young can just kind of develop. So he's already got two starting quarterbacks with Lawrence and Prescott. 
Young can develop, always doing this. And the manager that acquired Mahomes actually drafted Anthony Richardson. And those are his only two starting quarterbacks. So he's got Richardson hopefully winning the starting job. It's not a guarantee, but likely going to win the starting job. But Anthony Richardson, who he drafted in Mahomes, you know, pretty salty if Richardson becomes all that everyone thinks he can be. But you know, if you follow me, that I don't really believe in Richardson. So this was a, a lopsided trade from my perspective. Uh, props to the guy who got Mahomes in one trade and then traded him away for an even better package deal, in my opinion. Kind of another, another fun trade that took place. Uh, DeAndre Swift was traded for a first-round pick, which was Zach Sar- uh, Charbonnet. Uh, turned it ended, ended up being the, sec- the pick that was traded for that. Um, you know, Swift was traded in the NFL draft, and then he got traded in the rookie draft, too. Uh, when a manager gave away the 1.9 in this case, and again, 10-team league, 1.9 in this rookie draft, he traded just straight up. He wanted Swift, and the other player drafted Charbonnet, the other manager drafted Charbonnet. Beauty's definitely in the eye of the beholder in this trade. I think it's pretty even trade, but I definitely prefer Charbonnet, especially since he's younger. Swift could certainly, you know, regain some dynasty value quickly if he becomes the lead back for Philadelphia. But I just think that they like to rotate their backs a lot. And that's why they have Penny, Gainwell, Boston Scott. They're all going to get touches too. And Swift is not going to get the bulk of the work, workload for sure. Charbonnet, obviously he has competition too in Seattle with Kenneth Walker there. But I think that he's a better pass catcher and a better short yardage runner than Walker. And I think he's going to earn more significant role than Swift's going to earn. If you just take their role, even now in his rookie year, I think Charbonnet is going to have a better role than Swift's going to have and you know his veteran year here with the mix of backs in Philadelphia. So I would have taken, uh, I would have definitely traded Swift away to get Charbonnet at the 1.9 as well. Next was interesting. It was uh, Kyler Murray. Murray uh, yeah, was traded for a 2024 first round pick. So now we're talking future picks. The manager who traded for Mahomes and drafted Richardson was willing to part ways with Murray and he sold him to the team who only his only starting quarterback was Justin Fields and Brock Purdy. So he needed another potential starter. Uh, Murray and Purdy, at that, you know, as far as this season, they might not be healthy to start at the beginning of the season. So Fields might be his only healthy starter to begin the year. And, it, you know, it's definitely fair to pay a first for Murray, but I would prefer to have uh, the pick because Arizona is really tanking this year and the team's poised to draft Caleb Williams if that's the case with the first round pick next year. And if any team, you know, wants to try to earn the 1.1, you know, Murray's likely to get traded, so he might maintain value because he'd be traded if they were to do that. Uh, so his dynasty value right now, Murray's like is one of the ones that's most up in the air. So interesting to see here now that someone would take a bet on Murray actually to trade for him for 2024 first-round pick. I think I'd rather have the first-round pick and see what happens because Murray's future uh, seems pretty uncertain. Next, we'll talk about a trade that took place uh, on one of my teams, Baker Mayfield and Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, for 2.6, which turned it into Tank Bigsby. Uh, this is a trade that I accepted while I was on the clock at uh, at 2.6. Uh, my only quarterbacks in this Superflex league, you know, that's transitioning to Superflex right now is Tua and Daniel Jones. And so I was looking to add another starting quarterback if I could to have a third starting and Mayfield, as much as I don't like him, which I don't because I'm a Longhorn fan, and it's Baker Mayfield. No one likes him. He's going to, I think he's going to win the job in Tampa Bay. And uh, quarterbacks drafted in the first round, you know, like we've already said, the 101 picks, like like uh, what I said earlier with, with uh, Young and Lawrence. You know, they maintain their dynasty value, and so does Mayfield. 
And so I was really willing to extend him just so I could have a third quarterback in this new-to-be Superflex League. Uh, I would, you know, have done the deal straight up for Mayfield, just straight up, but DPJ uh, was included in the offer, so I accepted. You're going to see in a minute here that I actually uh, uh, actually traded him too. Like I said about uh, Charbonnet, I think Bigsby's going to have a significant role with Jacksonville, and so I do think see why someone would want to trade up uh, to get him there at 2.6. It's a pretty, pretty fair trade. I think he's going to get some pretty significant time and actually be the goal line back where ETN struggles. I think he's going to be their uh, goal line back. So Bigsby is a player that I like. But in a super flex league where I could get Mayfield and give up that pick where I you know, probably wasn't going to draft Bigsby anyway, you'll hear more about that in a minute, uh, seemed like a pretty big deal. I would have drafted uh, Michael Meyer you know, with my pick there. But to my delight, I was able to draft um, Michael Mayer, rather, Matty Mayer, uh, a few picks later at 2.9. So gave up the 2.6, but got Mayfield in a Superflex League and DPJ, which I traded here in a minute, you'll see. Next trade that happened was Josh Downs. Josh Downs was 3.2. Draft pick number 3.2 was traded for a 2024 third and fourth round pick. So interesting. Gave up a 30, uh, 2024 third and fourth just to move up for one pick in the third round of this draft where Josh Downs was drafted. Uh, like I said, one manager, uh, he had to sit and watch. He had drafted, he had, he had traded away all of his draft picks. So we were sitting here and just watching this draft go by when obviously there became a price point where he was like, I've got to get into this draft and get a player. So he got antsy, though with Downs still on the board, he gave up a third and fourth to move up to take him. Uh, I would have been happy to trade a third and fourth to get Downs here. I would have done the same thing. I have concerns about Richardson's accuracy. So Downs, you know, has fallen down my draft board quite a bit because of Anthony Richardson, you know, being tied to him as his future quarterback. When I have a lot of doubts about Richardson, as you know, if you've been listening. But uh, Downs, you know, they're stuck together for many years to come. And if he does get better, Richardson gets better. You know, Downs is going to be a big part of this offense. I have Downs as a second-round draft pick. So to get him here in the third at 3.2 and just give away a future third, which is probably going to be later than a 3.2 and a fourth-round pick, I'd be happy to do that. I would like to have the Downs on my team at that price. Next is a trade that was made by me uh, in my league. Uh, or by me, <laughs> my team, uh, Brandon Cooks and DPJ. So I told you I traded Donovan Peoples-Jones. Brandon Cooks and Donovan Peoples-Jones for Khalil Herbert and Pierre Strong. So pretty interesting trade. I think I gave up quite a bit to try to get these two backup running backs, or I would argue one starting running back and one backup. Like I said above, you know, I said you know earlier, I'm not very high on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, he was just a piece that was offered to me in the trade that I accepted for Baker Mayfield. But the next day in this uh, slow draft, I moved him in one of my many, many shares of Brandon Cooks, one of my favorite players. I moved him to get a starting running back and a backup running back. That's what I think. I know in the minority, for sure, the minority, believing that Herbert's going to be the Bears starter. Deontay Foreman, I think, is going to share time with him for sure. And I think Roshan Johnson is going to have a much smaller role than people anticipate. Uh, after the trade, everyone assumed that I would actually draft Roshan in the third round of the draft, which I had a third round pick. But instead, I drafted Jaden Reed instead because I have him ranked six spots ahead of Roshan Johnson in my rookie draft. So I did not try to just kind of secure multiple shares of the Bears. Instead, I went with Jaden Reed. I was just more willing to make this move, uh, you know, because I'm pretty loaded at wide receiver in this league. was willing to move on from an older wide receiver and I uh, was pretty thin at running back. And I really do believe that Khalil Herbert's going to be the starting running back for Chicago. 
and he's going to earn a new contract with the team. So could be wrong. I know I'm a minority based on a lot of people think right now the way Roshan Johnson's going in drafts. I'm willing to take a stand on it. We're willing to make this trade, trading away the best asset, in my opinion, Brandon Cooks, but getting for myself two, uh, what I believe to be one starting running back and one backup running back in Pierre Strong. So pretty big trade. Uh, it was fun, fun to see. A couple more trades that took place in this uh, crazy draft was the 4.1 was traded for the 4.3 and 5.4. And so that was pretty fun that someone really wanted to move up at 4.1 to draft Keishon Butte, and then they gave up just two picks later. They gave up their 4.3 and threw in a 5.4. Those turned into 4.3 was Luke Musgrave and 5.4's Evan Hall. Hull. So we've got Butte. Someone jumped up to try to grab him at the right spot, and then Musgrave and Hull were added. So I think the fourth round is the right time to, you know, to take a shot on Butte. I've done it in one of my leagues already this year. In this league, a manager just wanted to ensure the selectum. He didn't want to wait two more spots, so he moved up from 4.3 to 4.1. In exchange, he also gave up 5.4 to try to make it happen. I was also trying to move up in this trade specifically because at this point, I wanted to draft Musgrave. I've never drafted Musgrave, but I wanted to draft him when he was falling into the fourth round here. So I like the Musgrave side of this You know, pretty small trade right now in comparison. Um, there's definitely a lot of competition for receptions in Green Bay with all the players that they've added and a new quarterback in Jordan Love. You know, So I've yet to draft Musgrave in any of my drafts, but in the fourth round here, I was trying to move up to draft him as well. And so pretty funny that uh, one guy was just able to move back just a little bit from 4.1. They moved back to 4.3 and still got Musgrave, who I would have drafted. Um, this is kind of a time when you're all taking chances. And so I would have, you know, been happy to draft Musgrave. Yeah, but Musgrave got drafted right in front of me instead because of this trade. Instead, I drafted the guy that I've drafted in more than any player this season at Puka Nakua. That's who I drafted in the fourth round here. Next trade that took place was a 4.5 was traded uh, for Zach Ertz and a 5.3. So someone moved up to 4.5 to draft Hendon Hooker. Um, this, you know, moving to a Superflex League. And they gave away Zach Ertz. So Zach Ertz has been moved again in this in this draft. And 5.3. And 5.3 ended up turning to Michael Wilson. So it ended up being Hendon Hooker for Ertz and Michael Wilson. Uh, Hooker's, you know, always the fifth quarterback drafted in Superflex Leagues. Uh, one manager, you know, traded an old tight end in Ertz in a fifth-round pick just to secure the rights to him. I think Hooker should be drafted in Superflex Leagues, obviously. But I really don't like his chance to take uh, Jared Goff's job. Goff is better, you know, than Dynasty managers give him credit for. And they've been, you know, giving him more and more weapons this year. So I think he's even going to get more productive. I think Goff will earn a new contract with them. I really don't think that Hooker's going to take this job. For Ertz side of things, I think, you know, he has at least one more productive season. So I'm warming up to the thought that he may, you know, might may be good. And I've actually been warming up to the thoughts that Michael Wilson might be a player that I was, you know, very sour on early that I should actually be more hopeful for because, you know, after DeAndre Hopkins was released, you know, Wilson's, you know, he's going to get a chance here. So to draft him in the fifth round, Ertz, you know, two Cardinals here with Ertz and Wilson for Hendon Hooker, you know, pretty even trade in a super flex league. I think, though, I would rather have Ertz and Wilson because I'm convinced that Goff is way better than Dynasty managers expect. And finally, a final trade that was one of my own. I traded up to get the, uh, this is a six-round draft. So in this league, we have actually have six rounds in the rookie draft. 
I traded up at 6.7 to draft Tyler Scott, and I gave away a 2024 fifth-round pick. So gave away a fifth-round pick in the future to draft into the sixth round and selected Tyler Scott. You know, it's the only league that I have that has six rounds in a rookie draft, so it's it definitely slim pickings in the sixth round. But I found it ridiculous that Tyler Scott had not been drafted yet. I've drafted him in the fifth round of other drafts that I've been in this season, so I was happy to give up a future fifth, you know, to get him here in the sixth. And this one, you know, league that I have a six-round pick in. Uh, he has definitely has a lot of competition in Chicago with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool ahead of him on the depth chart. Still, I think Mooney and Claypool have a lot to prove this season, a lot to prove. And one of the two of them could lose their job to Scott. And if Scott can play up to the level that many of the NFL scouts thought that he could, thought that he should have been drafted way earlier than he was, then I was happy to get Scott on my team with his breakaway speed. should be pretty fun to see. And so that was the player that I traded up for, if you've been listening. I've traded and been drafted him in many different spots as my last pick. So was happy here in this one league that I have a six rounds of rookie draft to get him in the sixth round instead of the fifth, which is where I normally draft him. So pretty fun. Again, I want to thank you for your patience. I'm sorry that I haven't been able to do some podcasts the last few weeks because my dad's been in the hospital. Thank God that he's okay and is doing better. And now we can get back to going back into regular full off-season mode. I'm going to move away from talking about uh, rookie drafts and talk about some of the players that I have most in my rosters as well as some other things that happen now that we're kind of in a little bit of a break. We're about to get to where it's going to be a super fun season when training camps start and you get to start to hear the buzz on different players. So I'll talk some about the buzz during the you know, OTAs and stuff like that over the coming weeks. Talk about players that I have you know higher up in the zone than I did before OTAs. And then, man, once we get to uh, training camp, it's going to be super fun to talk about things from a rookie perspective. Uh, Dynasty is awesome. I promised to update my rankings this week. I've been very active on the website, but I will update my rankings this week too in case you're out there kind of making trades and looking at my Dynasty rankings. Um, I'm going to work on that this week for sure. So I do appreciate you uh, giving a listen. That's going to be a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com dynastyfreaks with two e's much better on email than twitter don't like social media sadly which probably limits my scope (laughs) but hey i'm not going to do what i don't like to do but i do love to talk football love to talk on email and communicate with people so would love it if you would give me a contact anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com i'd be honored if you'd take time to rate and review the podcast on apple Podcasts. that would mean a lot to me thanks for listening i appreciate your support i do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the dynasty landscape until next time you know what to do go out there get freaky thanks for listening to the dynasty freaks podcast with your host justin christopher we welcome your thoughts and advice let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league justin prides himself in responding to every email so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks@gmail.com at gmail.com and follow him on twitter at longhorn justin 